What up, nerds? TJ and Scott here with the Raising Nerds podcast, talking about our favorite nerd topics and how raising little nerds of our own is better than the finale of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. How you doing today, Scott? Fantastic. Awesome. We took last week off, but uh, this week we're going to make up for it by having a whole extra person here. My brother Tanner's here. Woo! <laughs> I'm back. Welcome. Um, we're super excited to uh, finally have another guest spot for Tanner here on our podcast. <laughs> a returning guest. A returning guest, exactly. Um, so uh, what we were going to do today is we were going to talk about the Falcon and Winter Soldier finale. Now, Tanner, um, I'm not sure if you've seen it yet, have you? Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right, so there may be a little bit of a spoiler. So uh, as we're about to get into it, let's let's go ahead and talk about maybe what we did, what's been going on for this last week, or two weeks as it were. Um, Disney Plus has had nothing new come out <laughs> for says, uh, Star Wars or Marvel. The Fright Stories, which we haven't talked about yet. The Terrifying Tales? Yeah. The Lego, Star Wars mm-hmm. Lego? We yep. haven't talked about that yet. Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales? That's it. We, we talked about it a little bit. Did it was, yeah, yeah. Maybe I think we talked about it, but did we, uh, did we not we talk about it in the podcast? It, no. Ah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Have you watched that? The Lego yeah, Star Wars uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were really. It was it was an interesting uh, interesting take there. <laughs> <laughs> Turning Vader's castle into a <laughs> into a, 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 a amusement park. So, yeah, so the mean, it was kind of like, oh, mom, all right. Kind of kind of fun to have. Poe Dameron show up and <laughs> it's just like oh well what in the world's going on here? Yeah, it, it was it was okay. It, it, it's one of those things where it wasn't high on my priority list and then I watched it. And I'm like all right, that was pretty good. Uh, I, I got to give him props on that. That was right. That was actually quite entertaining. It's a fun watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, that particular hut was from the Freemaker Adventures. Hmm. He was really big in in that. And he oh, was so we should have recognized him. Yep. I need to watch the Freemaker stuff. I haven't yet. It's actually not bad. Is it? I actually quite enjoyed it. It was surprising okay. to me. The first season is about the Kyber Saber. It's a lightsaber that the entire blade is made out of Kyber crystal. Interesting. It's pretty cool. All right. But when you swing it, it it emits energy pulses that can destroy moons. Wow. And they actually do it. <laughs> they show it in the thing. It's like huh. you just swing it and, whoosh, and this energy wave goes out and whoosh, cracks a moon in half. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that was very cool. So it was a neat idea. But anyway, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, but... Yeah, they, they haven't released too much stuff lately. No. Um, Lego Terrifying Tales, it was fun. They had a lot of funny little inside jokes kind of stuff going on. Like Lego did. always does. A lot of horror movie uh, <laughs> nods to horror movies. Here's <laughs> BD456231. It's like, oh my gosh. That's probably my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Uh, it's been a while since I watched it, unfortunately. Yeah, me too. But it was quite entertaining, I must admit. Uh, it was funny to see Vader's little apprentice guy there. Because yeah. he was in Rogue One. Oh, that's right. He's the one who came up and told Vader that he had a visitor from uh, when Krennic came. When your bath is ready. Your bath is ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Oh, bath time. <laughs> you have a rubber ducky or something. Yeah, <laughs> I like, think so. Oh, fine, then you'll pass. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was great. 
other love than it. that, nothing. Yeah, they, they kind of pull stuff out and just make it funny. I think it's fine. But So is that in preparation for things which are forthcoming? Is that because we're going to have a big end of the year? Or is that just kind of because we're at just a lull? What do you mean? In ter- well, since nothing has really come out recently, there mm-hmm. hasn't been anything really big that uh, Disney has been able to push. Is that... Do you think that's in preparation for what's coming up in the for the rest of the year? It very, very well could be. Um, we don't have a Star Wars animated show right now. Um, no, Bad Batch. Uh, we could have another season of Bad Batch next year. Yes. But we supposedly have um, the Book of Boba Fett coming in December. Mm-hmm. And then... My understanding was that there was also Mandalorian Season 3 that was also coming. However, they have completely pushed it off, and it's not not coming back. Um, Not this year and not any time soon that I know of, unless Disney pulls a fast one and, like, next week (laughs) pops up, oh, by the way, here's the Mandalorian (laughs) Season 3. It's like, what the heck, Disney? (laughs) You can't do that to us. I could see him doing that. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Well, everything is surrounding Book of Boba Fett and all yeah. this excitement around it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's, then that. they suddenly drop it. Because it would nowhere. be done before Book of Boba Fett came out if it dropped, like, next week. Yep. Uh, there's there's a reason I said next week. <laughs> it's because I looked up the timing. <laughs> it, 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 I it can't say it's perfect because I could, didn't look up the date of Book of Boba Fett. But if it's, like, late December... Totally works. Nice. Disney out there. Yeah. Disney executives that listen to our podcast. <laughs> Just yeah. saying, you could do that anytime. Dave? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I know Dave only listens to the show. Oh, well, of course he does. He listens to everything. Yeah, that's that's where he gets all his good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> it's from fan podcasts about Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Our redeemed Vader what if kind of thing. But there's That was pretty good. I'm that excited was, for that. Awesome. Um, but we actually did have something exciting, even though Marvel and Star Wars haven't done much recently. Um, Dune came out. Yes, it did. <laughs> and we Dune. ended up watching Dune on Saturday night. Yes. <laughs> Stayed up late watching it. And holy cow. Uh, so first off, has, have either of you seen the original Dune? No. I have not. No. Okay. Now, there are technically two versions, although it's funny how people forget one or the other. Whenever they talk about previous versions, they always are either talking about the movie that came out in, like, 1984, which is older than I am, (laughs) or they're talking about the TV miniseries that came out in 2000, which is weird because I have seen both of them. I remember there was a super long one. And then there was a short one that just breezed through everything super fast. And I was really annoyed at how fast it went. <laughs> Turns out the fast one was 1984, was the movie. Mm, okay. And then the miniseries was the long, longer version. Um, I don't even remember how I saw them, but I've known the story my whole life. Hmm. It's always stuck with me, like some of the visuals especially. And if anybody has seen those, they would know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, the big fat guy... Mm-hmm. Uh, in one of the versions, he actually sucks the life out of his uh, eunuchs that are there. Oh. So those really, really pale yeah. servants that are there, yeah, he feeds on them. It's really messed up. 
<laughs> and suddenly your childhood makes sense. I know. <laughs> so, uh, and then not only that, but you in this one you don't even, you don't see the navigators, the people that are able to fold space and time and transport people through, uh, right, instantaneously across the universe. And that was a huge part of my my remembrance of both versions of Dune really heavily showed the navigators and this one totally skipped it and i'm like you just skipped like hours <laughs> of of what could have been there and what what has happened like that stuff really stuck with me i always thought they were like worms there was some type of worm type creature they were really weird looking they they transported them in these long tubes in one of the versions and i can't remember which one's which but they apparently are modified humans that have been uh, changed by the spice. And their minds become enlightened or something, and they're able to fold space and time and transport the ships that they have, those big round ships, instantaneously across the universe, which is pretty mm. cool. <laughs> I don't even know how they do it or anything. Never read the books. Uh, Tanner, you ordered the books. I did order the books. I am very excited. They are coming November 3rd to my house. Ooh. I am very, very now, excited. Now, you, you ordered these books before you saw the movie, right? Um, uh, immediately after seeing <laughs> the movie. Um, but I was actually, I was, I've been on hold for several months on uh, both the, the audiobook and the ebook versions. Uh, I'm... I'm still six months out <laughs> for those and copies. That's the library of, of Dune. Yeah, of the library's <laughs> copies of Dune. So I, I, I wanted to read it before I saw the movie, and so I've, yes. I've had my hold it on, and then I saw the movie, and I said, "Forget waiting the six months. I want to read this now." Yeah, and then you got so, the whole trilogy for twenty bucks. Yeah, it's, on it's twenty bucks for the entire series. <laughs> and I was super excited. Like, oh well. You can't really beat that. It was like twelve bucks for one book or twenty bucks for the series. So I was like, "All right, well, we'll, well we'll do I, that. I understand this. If if I liked the first movie that good, the chances are I'm probably gonna like the first book that much. And okay, fine, I'll just get the trilogy. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it saves me money in the long run. <laughs> and if I don't like it, then it still saves me money because I didn't pay full price for the second <laughs> second book. <laughs> Uh, that's how that's how economics works. Spend more on something that, <laughs> on, on perspective, right? Instead of nah, ignore me. We're yeah. not we're not here to talk about economics. <laughs> we're, we're here to talk about we're about here, raising nerds. Tanner, let's 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 be straight about this. This is this is a podcast about literally whatever we want to talk about. Oh, perfect. The podcast <laughs> is an excuse for it to get together and nerd out about stuff. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so I'm. I think it's safe to say that you enjoyed the movie. Uh, that that is not only safe to say. I think that is an understatement. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I'm I'm per- I I like to think I'm kind of picky about my movies. I've yeah. gone through quite a, a quite a, a quite a stretch where I've not enjoyed a lot of movies. I've watched something and then get kind of uh, not upset, but uh, kind of dissatisfied. Not not super pleased with the investment of time. But Dune was not only worth the time; it was something I. I'm anxious to watch again. That's I'm awesome. I'm excited too. Okay. Uh, what, Ben? Pause on the worst part, though. Uh, yeah, oh my, oh my goodness. We will talk about the streaming issues that we've had in a minute. Uh, Scott, what were your initial impressions, your overall impressions of Doom? I, I really enjoyed it. I liked the cinematics to it. It was, you know, just how clear things were and how it was like, this is just like massive stuff is going on. 
it, it's interesting because in my head I felt like it was going really fast. A lot of the stuff was just going. I was like, well, they are just like not stopping. Like there's more fluff that I expect in movies and I felt like this didn't really have much fluff. It was just like, okay, we're just going to pump this story out, which was nice mm-hmm. because sometimes it's like, I'm going to fall asleep because this is a dialogue part and it's like their dialogue, right. if they had it, was really um, quick. Pointed. Yeah. Um, I, I did have a few issues with it though. Okay. The first issue was that there was a lot of whispering. There was a lot of things that I'm like, yeah. I have no idea what they're saying. But it sounds like a prayer, so I'm going to hope it's not important because it <laughs> sounds like she's saying a prayer or he's praying something. So I'm just going to hope that it's not crucial that I need to know the words that they're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah so that I was I was kind of like, Ugh. but I, I've gotten used to using subtitles just because we want to hear the home. dialogue and not wake up the kids. Because a lot yeah. of movies, they have lesser things. And I grew up with a mom who always asked, now, what did they say? And it, uh-huh. it got tiring to be like, I don't know. I just, just, just follow the, the stories. <laughs> so it's just turn on the subtitles. And so without having them, it's kind of crippled me not having them. It, it makes uh-huh. it hard for me to understand. See, so it's for me, subtitles have started, have, I've noticed, pull me out of the movies a lot. Do they? Pull me out of the shows when I'm reading. Um, and I knew that, and I, the, I didn't look for an option for subtitles. If you are in a noisy area, it's probably a good idea. The, yeah. Also, the volume fluctuates like crazy. So oh, I'm sure yeah. in the in the theater it's fine because you can hear everything. It's on huge speakers. It's blaring at it, and it's a fairly quiet experience. But you know, just at home, <laughs> watching it on in the theater room <laughs> where we had rented for our uh, little vacation, it no, it, it definitely fluctuated way too much yeah. to uh, to be effective. It's you know okay. it's not really like so that was and you know overall I would say that I really did love it I was super impressed by it, um, but you know being podcast now I started to be cynical of things, uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I think really my only other issue was with it was when I watched the trailer which is why I try to stay away from trailers yeah yeah I watched the trailer and then I watched the movie and I was like all right really all the interesting stuff happened in the trailer a lot of it did I was like oh, yeah okay. And then uh, for me, this one, a lot of the stuff that was like, this is cool, or like the, the, the story-wise, mm-hmm. uh, the stuff of the story is like, oh, this is really cool, was things that didn't actually happen yet or aren't going to happen. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. like, it felt like the first movie was then a trailer to the next movie. To the movie. same movie. It's <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> and I think maybe... That's interesting. It, uh, That's an interesting idea. The, the visions that he had were flashes. Yeah. is a trailer for the next movie. Like, <laughs> and the, so then it was like, even the trailer, it was like a lot of the stuff in the trailer was like, that didn't even happen in this movie here. Yeah. But, I mean, there were, you know, there were people who, it was, it was really awesome. I mean, the thing that I, I got was it, it heavily um, influences a person. The mm-hmm. whole movie is, is kind of pulling us towards this person and the, the boy meeting this person. And by the time they meet the person, the show's over. I was like, well, that was very Last Jedi of them. <laughs> like, we're going to meet Luke. We're going to meet Luke. Here's Luke. Roll credits. I was like, oh, yep. all right. That's, well, so you're referring to fine. Zendaya, Zendaya's yes. character, which I don't even remember the name of the character. I don't even know if they said it might in the have. show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she shows up at the end. At the end. And she's like, And then it's over. When she said, this is just the beginning, I'm like, it's going to end. It's going to end right it's now, gonna isn't end it? It's going to end right now. It's, it's ending right now. Okay. Everything is happening now. and But I mean, it was it was beautiful. I mean, I favorite part, hands down, is a fight scene in a hallway. Which hallways, I 
They just must be the best. Hallway scenes. <laughs> hallway scenes are the hallway best, in my scenes. opinion. There was the fight scene. The, I thought it was awesome. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Oh gosh, that, a good guy. That got me. Just that got me good. That was uh, amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. And his fight scene, then it was like, just the, the surprise. I mean, I I hate to spoil stuff, but. Well, so for everybody to know, we are going to be spoiling. It is the movie he, because we got to talk about. It's true. What happened in the movie? But, like, when he, you know, he's going to town. I loved how when, first off, when he talked about how he fought someone from the planet. And he's like, I fought this one, then they sent a warrior to kill me. And I have never been so close to dying. I was like, okay, he got a little bit scared. And then you see him in the hallway where he kills, like, 20 people without breaking a sweat. Just, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. It's like, okay, these other fighters are definitely something to be reckoned with. But they eventually get him down. They, like, stab him in the chest right, right in that torso i think somewhere. they throw it into his like his his core and he falls down and they're trying to get the door open he stands back up pulls the sword out and then and keeps, keeps going fighting. he it's takes like four so more guys out freaking awesome and it was like i loved their shields i thought they were really cool because i was like yes. oh they're impervious and i'm like oh they're not impervious oh they slow things down which is why then it made sense when uh, thanos said it's the slow knife that will get you the slow knife pierces the shield because it takes it. You know, it slowly gets through. Yeah. But it's it was that was such a cool fight scene, and I, it was the moment when the boy realized this is what he saw because he saw that in a vision. He realizes that that's happening right now. It was like, oh, this is crazy. But yeah, it was awesome. All right, so uh, I got to show you guys the shields from from the 1984 version because okay. it is so bad. <laughs> so when I saw these shields, I'm like, I can actually see what's happening. This is so cool. <laughs> now, granted, again, this is the 1984 version. It's not, it's not great. You are going to see some, uh, some pretty cool characters here. So I'm showing okay. them the original version, the 1984 version. We have Captain Picard. Ooh, <laughs> I'm like, Hey, I know you. <laughs> oh, yeah, an eyebrows guy. Oh, my like, gosh. Okay. <laughs> it's freaking He's awesome. He's got eyebrows oh for sure. <laughs> okay, so this is Paul. Yes, this is Paul Atreides okay, here's in Paul. the front okay. here. Um, the, the main character. Dr. Yue? Yep. Is, is the eyebrow guy? Is that? Uh, I don't believe so. I think it's the middle guy. And he says, those sounds okay. could be imitated. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and, uh, I know the difference. Uh, they have a callback to that in the Dune that we just watched. Yes, when mm -hmm. he's having, when he's in his trance with his visions, but it's pretty It's pretty mm -hmm. awesome. So uh, I just got to show you these. Okay, let's see if I can fast forward. Oh, yeah. oh, oh! <laughs> Those oh, are the shields. Look, oh, look at that! Oh, no. You can't, you oh. can't hardly see what's going you, on. Oh, wow! <laughs> it's so distracting. My eyes. <laughs> ah, it burns. <laughs> Honestly, it feels like it's a Minecraft. <laughs> it feels like Minecraft. Minecraft. It is. It is Minecraft. It's Minecraft. It's just, oh, wow. So it's literally Locked. blocks. If you guys literally haven't seen blocks. it, you guys got to look up the clips. Uh, there are clips on YouTube that actually show. And look, he's pushing the knife through. <laughs> oh, wow. my gosh. The slow blade penetrates the shield. Yep. So wow, that was it, beautiful. Wow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. Hang on while I gouge my eyes this out. This new Dune's got nothing on that. <laughs> <laughs> All I remembered from being a kid when I saw this, it was, I can't even see anything. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening right now. 
Now, this movie is incredible because not only did they make the shields very invisible for the most part yes. and very very surface level, and obviously they could do the contours a little bit better to a human body than this. Than uh, a little bit. Squares. Than the yeah, blocky prisms. Block prism. Um, <laughs> but they also, when it would hit, it would be green, but when a blade would pierce through, it would turn red, or when something penetrated the shield, it would turn red. And that let us see when they would make contact and later on with the gas that we see, the, the poison, is able to penetrate the shield turns red yes. to let you know that there's a problem. It's like the Brilliant. shield is red for danger. Genius. Yeah, it's so good. But the new version fixed a lot of those issues. <laughs> um, yes. So now how did you guys feel about this being part one? I was... V- <sighs> Not knowing it was part one... Uh-huh. I think is where I was like, oh, really? Yeah, the titles come... Nothing said part one until the titles comes up in the movie. It's like, Correct. Dude, part one. It's like, suck! <laughs> <laughs> so seeing that, I was a little disappointed, but at the same time, I also expected it to end at a... end at some sort of a... some sort of a cliffhanger. Right, so yeah. it was... I, I knew it was coming, but I really didn't want it to come. was the... Yeah. It felt a little bit like Fellowship of the Ring to me. Yes. Where they're off to the next part of their journey. There are are rumors of whether or not this is going to be a two-parter or a three-parter. Because it could go either way. Although, book-wise, I think we're about halfway through. Oh, I'm pretty sure we're like halfway through the the movie. Um, So we looked up Dune Part 2 right after we watched it. And it said there's no release date, there's no announcement or anything. And it's like, oh, if they're waiting to see if they made enough money, it's not even greenlit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so frustrating. That is, it's, ah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And the second. Until, oh today. my goodness. Well, there you go. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I'm serious. Oh my. <laughs> so I just pulled up the tw- uh, a Twitter picture. Uh, the screen here of Dune Part Two, the official image oh from my, oh the, my word. Uh, from the distributor Legendary. Nice. Wow. So, <laughs> so wow. good news, guys. Oh, it good. looks like it was a hit. Good. In good. the first weekend. <laughs> good. And at least uh, enough to announce that Part Two is Part Two is greenlit and good. they're they're good to go. The director was already on board. Oh, good. Um, not only that, but he talked about adapting one of the other books as well. Oh, fantastic. In, into a continuing story. So even though there may be a part two of Dune, he may make um, one other movie, is what he said so far. So we'll kind of see. <laughs> so just going off of that, I would just like to say, the first time I saw Fellowship of the Ring, uh-huh. I was immediately on board for Lord of the Rings for the rest of my life. I was ecstatic. I knew that I would want to see, let's see... I, I want number two now. I want number three now. Yes. Yeah. At the end of Dune Part One, I was and th- I was at that same chomping at yeah. the bit. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready for two. I, oh yeah. Please, I I will watch that <laughs> right now. It is like one a.m. and I'm ready to keep going. <laughs> I think their biggest mistake was not doing it like Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings hit something so perfect. Mm-hmm. It came out one movie a year for three years. Yes. It was back to back to back every year. And it was like, you couldn't have done it better. Because that's one of the very few movies where the sequels have done better than the original. Is because right. it was incredible. The whole series was amazing. I, I It blew my mind. 
And then, even to hype it up even more, they would release the extended edition a month before mm-hmm. the next uh, movie released. Uh, I could see uh, an extended edition of Dune. I, I could too. I, I, I could would. Too. I would. They followed that same pattern. They Even though they're releasing it like half on theaters, it's probably going to be two streaming. years. It could still now, do it. if not three. It's lucrative. Oh. It is. My guess is the studio is probably going to push pretty hard for part two to come out in two years. They're going to really want it. I hope it doesn't hurt. Don't rush it, yeah. But he was already working on part two. So it could be that most of it's done. That would be nice. And so now they're just going to need to jump into it and get the production done. And obviously the graphics are huge. Oh, yeah. Um, But I was excited to show you guys that because I got a notification earlier today from a guy uh, I went on my mission with, actually. He reviews movies. Oh, nice. Um, and he, he sees every movie in theaters. It's pretty cool. Uh, every not-rated R movie, I should say. And <laughs> all of his reviews are good. He's very positive, which is awesome. Um, but he reposted the Dune part okay. two. And I'm <laughs> like, yay! And then I'm like, I'm going to text everyone. <gasps> no, I'm no. going to tell them during the podcast. <laughs> I was so excited. Well, that is the best news I've had all day. That is absolutely <laughs> that fantastic. Is all right, so... Um, another, uh, so now, now that we've got that, I would like to talk about the actual movie itself, because for me, having seen it before, having seen both versions before, and then sitting down and watching this new version, I really, really liked this new version. And I was going to ask, having seen the old and now seeing this, uh, this recreation, which, and I obviously probably prefer something that's more recent, as you've mentioned, better graphics. Uh, but yeah. do, do you have a preference? Is there, is there um, something you... So you, to my understanding, the 1984 one is not great. It's, it's not great. And the reason is because they fit the entire what's going to be two parts in two hours. Oh, Flat. yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> we just watched the first half and it was two and a half hours. Yes, we did. They fit the entire book in two hours. Mm. So there was a ton of narration. There was a ton of... Uh, oh, crap, I forgot the main character's name already. Paul, Paul, Paul Atreides. <laughs> there we go. Paul, they have narrative of Paul Atreides and he would stare at stuff and narration would come over what he's thinking. It's like, oh, gosh, this is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Like, looking back, obviously 1984, it's over 30 years ago. We've learned. We've gotten better. Um, Movies are generally better now. I I watched Young Frankenstein with my wife, and holy cow, it is slow. (laughs) Like, we watch funny movies now. We kind of get into this pattern of expecting funny things pretty regularly. That's not the case with Young Frankenstein. There's just a, it. It takes an entire five minutes to set up a joke <laughs> in that movie, and the payoff is like three seconds. Bluka. Um, <laughs> so obviously, there's things that are better. Uh, so I did not like the 1984 version because of that aspect. It just breezed through the story. Um, the miniseries I liked better than the movie in 1984. And it was because we got so much more depth, and it just it was felt more interesting to me. But I have not been able to rewatch it since. I haven't been able to find a, a good way to watch it. And then there is the this <coughs> new version, and I love this new version because it doesn't focus on as much of the world building, um, like the navigators 
transporting you through space using the spice from Dune, from Arrakis. They don't even show them. They don't show the insides of the ships. We just see the ship in orbit, and we see the smaller ships coming out of it. That's it. We're like, oh, we know what happened. I'm like, holy cow, they just bypassed that whole thing. <laughs> um, also, the scope. You could see in the clip I showed you with the shield battle that they were obviously on a set. It's very straightforward. You're on a set. This new movie felt huge. Like, just mm -hmm. the space felt big. Even the hallway scene, it didn't feel like we were stuck on a set. Because every time a door opened, I could see past. I could see through things. And they, mm. obviously there was some trickery going on there. I heard rumor that they were using volume technology from Mandalorian to get that distance, that, that, that aspect ratio. Oh, yeah. Is it? Oh, it'd be stupid not to. I'm sure every single director and every single person in in Hollywood had heard rumor about the volume and had seen it before Mandalorian ever came out. And, we're like, <laughs> and they were already incorporating it into their movies oh, and yeah. what it would cost to, to do it. <laughs> and Disney's like, yeah, we'll, yeah, you can we'll use let the you volume. use the volume. <laughs> Ching! <laughs> oh, we're going to build a bigger one so we can film multiple things at the same time. I wouldn't be surprised if they have an entire studio of volumes by the time uh, within the next couple of years. Because yeah. it seems like every year they get a bigger one. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that you bring that up. It's just on my head. Because, you know, as we watch the uh, older version, uh -huh. and just, you know, it, it hurts to see that. <laughs> yeah. like, imagine people watching this newest one, and when they put the shields on, it hurting them. Being like, wow, that is so bad. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't think of how they would do it better. It's like, that was probably back then, too. Like, they couldn't think of a way to make it look better. Yeah. Like, just imagine someone watching this new one and going, wow, those graphics are horrible. <laughs> I can't. Whereas we're just, uh. like, in awe about, you know, how you said how big it was and, you know, how it made it look like we are just spectating this. This is actually happening, you know? Spectating yeah. this incredible story occurring on this foreign planet. Yeah. You're, you're right. It's not, a, it's not a set. It's not a confined space. It's you're on a new planet. We're on Arrakis. It's just, it's We're watching incredible. Arrakis, you know? It's, yeah. And how different it was yeah. from one to the other. Ah, oh, it was so it was so good. The story was incredible. There were scenes that weren't in either of the previous versions that I could remember. Like visiting the graves of their ancestors mm. on Kaladin. And Kaladin. It's like, mm. wow, where, where did... I never saw this before. And I never knew about... I, I personally never knew about the bullfighting. That's mm. probably a detail that's in the other shows. It's I actually so watched the TV miniseries first, I think. And then I watched the 1984. Because I, I remembered thinking, I loved Dune. It was awesome. And then I watched the 1984 version and I went, this is terrible. <laughs> I don't like this at all. <laughs> I'm like, what did I remember? So I have two versions of the movie that are fighting in my head. <laughs> so I don't remember the bullfighting, but it's probably maybe an Easter egg inside there, or it could be something they addressed in the miniseries, but again. Well, and with the shots that they, the shots that they decide to keep throughout the movie, the bull plays a very prominent It does. Role, it does. Which is very interesting. So yeah. I wonder if that's something that is carried through the books. This relationship that we don't really see a lot of in the movie necessary, necessarily between Paul and his grandfather. So yes. I, I don't know if that's mm. something that is... 
I, I don't know. Maybe that's something that that exists there, but. And so maybe it's that maybe it's that Easter egg that's coming up, or maybe it's something that's important later in the story. Yeah. Those who know the books are like, oh, the ball, the ball. <laughs> Where all of us are like, why do they keep carrying? Why do they keep showing us that they're moving the bullhead with them? You know, because it was here, and then mm. we see them putting it in a box, and we see them putting it up on the wall. Like, why we do we see keep the little bronze bowl? statue? Yeah, like, why? The... It's got to mean something more because at least in my film class they talk about it, like. There are, you know, every now and then there are things that directors miss, but almost nothing is put in by chance. It's all there for a purpose. Yeah, nothing so, is superfluous. Yes. Really. It all has a, a reason. So it's like, okay, we're seeing the bull for a reason. And the, and you see it the first time, you're like, okay, yeah, the bull. And you see it again, you're like, okay, now they're trying to... They're trying to show us something. And then you see the statues, like, all right, the, we are supposed to be thinking about this bull. While we're talking, you know, they talk about the bull, they see the bull. There's a reason why, and they're the payoff's not here yet. We're still getting the build I, up. I to don't it. feel like it is now. Uh, at least it's I don't so think weird. it's been paid off yet, uh, unless uh, maybe those who've read the, the books are like, yeah, are, that makes sense. Yeah, the bull. Are the bulls? This, I wonder if the bulls represent the the sandworms. Maybe I don't know. Uh, or do they represent or the coup the empire darkness yeah, I don't know the politics <laughs> so of weird. what we watched you know like yeah where it's a, a a small human fighting this giant bull and it's this giant massive thing that is insurmountable that you cannot overcome and yet here he stands yeah ready to fight it yeah, fighting be. a bull. I don't know. And essentially, probably until Tanner will find out. Tanner will let us Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, get home. Yeah, he'll just text us and be like, "Okay, so the bull is really important." Oh, by the way, guys, yeah, watch <laughs> you'll, it again. You'll, you'll, you'll go back and you'll listen to this and be like, "Oh my gosh, we were so stupid. How did how did we miss that?" <laughs> yeah, but I like that thinking because Paul really is in this interesting position with where he ends up later in the story. He is such. You're exactly right. He's such this small, seemingly insignificant power yeah, against I mean, something so much teeny. <laughs> Absolutely, hey, but not only muscle. I did. I did. No. No. <laughs> no that, not that, not that even was, a little bit. <laughs> that level of humor that just made me smile so much because it's so. That was a Jason moment. It, it, it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> everybody else is pretty worried about everything all the time, and mm -hmm. he's just like, "Hey, I'm here also." <laughs> he's like, he's like the Rock to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's like Dwayne Johnson. He's just like. I'm going to be me. Is that okay? And they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I want you to be Duncan with a Jason Momoa touch. With a, with a little Jason Momoa. Or like, we want you how to about be... I do Jason Momoa and you can call me Duncan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, if that's the options. <laughs> and then well, we watch it and I'm like, that, that was a good idea. That was great. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that was awesome. Absolutely incredible. But he is. He's going against the Bene Gesserit. He's going again. Right, yeah. He's going... He's now, the Bene Gesserit, they, they also have a vested interest in him for some reason. So <sighs> weird. My understanding is that there is no male has ever been trained in the Bene Gesserit way. As far as and I that's understand, That's why it's so... Why it's such a big deal for them, because the first male born and raised as a Bene Gesserit is has to be this messiah character mm -hmm. yeah. and so it's almost like they are forcing the prophecies to happen 
because his mother pushed it early. Well, and it sounds like they created these. In, in my opinion, you know, and I obviously, you know, since we're all experts on Dune and have read the books and know every <laughs> the detail, and things no, and, it, it no. sounds like the Bene, the Bene Gesserit are using this prophecy. They've created this prophecy to maintain political control is what it sounds like to me, mm. is that they are influ they're, they're they, the church they, behind the king. Yes. Very much yeah. so. They're trying to control it. And so the creation of this Messiah, of what Paul's potential uh, position, as, as far as we understand it, it seems like it is. He's a, he's a puppet for the Bene Gesserit to, to fulfill their overall needs okay, and keep that. them alive as, as you were saying, the church. Keep the church alive behind the king. Behind this, uh, behind this facade. That really makes me remember when uh, when Paul's there and they're like, you know, they believe that you're you know, the Messiah. They believe he's like, well, they believe what they've been told. You know, they, what yeah. they see happening is what they told. They're told is gonna happen. Yeah. You know, they're starting to maybe jump to conclusions because they're like, you know, for example, oh, he's the Messiah because he knows how to wear our clothes. Right. It's like he will know. He may. Ways. He may have been. You know, as a kid. Subconsciously, his mom is training him to now, wear that. No, she didn't or... know about that. But what did we see him doing? Researching Arrakis. Yes. He was always researching Arrakis. He knew the people. He knew the Sandwalk. He knew all the yes, stuff he did. before he even got there. He had dreams about Arrakis before they were sent there. I mean, all this stuff is, is set up. And so when she's like, well, who taught you to do that? He's like, no, this is the first time I wore it. It just seemed like the right way to do it. She's like, oh, amazing. It's like, no. He has Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's kind of royalty. He has access to, you know, archives. Yeah, archives. Got basic information. Hollow books. His hollow, hollow books. books. Those were cool. I, I really like the hollow books. I was a little jealous of those. I was like, oh, oh I can't. Man, I really okay. liked him hiding from the dart. The, yeah. Uh, the little, the, oh, the, the, the seeker. Dart, yeah. The seeker, yeah. In the hologram. That was so cool. Was cool. <laughs> cool. What do you think about their um, their way of communicating? Like sign language. Ooh, the sign language. What do you think of that? I thought it was awesome. Not only, not only was it just really cool to see some signing in a show, but it was also neat to see how they transitioned from speaking English to speaking their other languages to signing. And it was quick and they just throw up the subtitles. Yeah. They don't prep you for it really. Although the very first line of the movie is a subtitle. I missed like the first 10 minutes. So Oh, sorry. Oh, was the first? So the very, the very first thing was a subtitle. It was in the language of the Imperial Guard. It's that oh, oh the didgeridoo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> We're both like, oh, oh, yeah. That it was didgeridoo. You know, <laughs> I heard right. like, oh, didgeridoo. We're in the outback now, huh? Yeah. Mercenaries. The We're in the outback. Uh, Got it. <laughs> perfect. Nothing wrong with this, Morton. Um, so he, they, it says that, and it says dreams or visions from the deep, and that's the first line of the movie. Interesting. I, I may be butchering the actual line, but it's something close to that. Okay. But it's a subtitle. It's a subtitle. Mm. And so then later on, we see more subtitles, and so it doesn't feel weird, which is interesting. I hadn't thought about that. That was a, that was a good little trick. Huh. That is clever. 
Um, it's like the opposite of what they did in Lord of the Rings, where we hear the elven language and then she interprets it. So we don't expect to hear anything other than English or a translation of it if we do hear something else. Yeah. Um, for instance, when Gandalf stands up and utters the black speech, nobody mentions what it is, but we're not meant to know necessarily. If we need to know, they'll tell us. Because yep. they told us at the beginning. <laughs> if it was important, they'll tell us. This you know, one prepped us with, <laughs> there will be reading. Reading, there will be assigned reading. <laughs> <laughs> I did really like the sign language. I, I really liked it. I wanted to look... I wanted to ask the name and what she thought about it. If she noticed anything about it. Um, I'm not sure if it's ASL, but it... It didn't seem like it. There were there were some movements that I'm sure were taken from ASL. Probably. Um, but... No, I, I thought it was neat. What, what do you think? <laughs> I, I mean, I thought it was very interesting. I, I took ASL in high school three years. Oh, okay. So in my head, I'm trying to recognize things, and it didn't look like it. I mean, it's been a while since I've taken sign language, so I might have missed things. It was like, oh, yeah, that's very clearly danger. That's a sign for danger. But it was like, oh, this is kind of cool, and I liked how they... It seemed like they made gestures different enough that it's like it, it could actually mean something different. You know, mm-hmm. It's hard when they do like the same thing. It's like, you said that means something else now. Like that, that's not how languages right, work. Right, when they just fake it yeah, and just do the same signs over so and over. So it looked like, you know, and they did it so fast. Yes, it was like, and you had to be aware and watching yeah. for it because and like the uh, the mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jessica. Jessica, thank you. When Jessica would sign, it like the camera would just suddenly show her hand. And then whoever was supposed to be watching was watching. Yeah, I'm like, that would be so stressful. I wouldn't have caught that. Just like, you're her guard. It's like, you have to be watching the surrounding areas, but also be fixed on her hand. Just in case she moves it and tells you, oh yeah, I'm about to get shot. Yeah, you know? like in that, like when... The prepare for violence. The prepare like, for violence. <laughs> okay, and like she was, they were ready to go. It was like, yeah. it, it, I really liked it. It was really cool. And then it, it seemed like it was something that no one really knew about. It's subtle enough that, like, it was not very crackable. Yes. You know, because they could do it and people, you know, the people lady really watching wasn't it. like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, she didn't even notice because it was just so subtle by the side of the hand that it's just like, okay, they've developed it in a way that you don't really even know what's happening. Right. It may be specific to House Atreides. Yeah. Maybe their own way to communicate with yeah. them and their servants. Which is cool. That must be that way because, yeah, I mean, you the people that they sign around otherwise, there's the Harkonnens and then there's the Fremen. Yep. And, and those are the only other two people who they yeah. sign around and they don't ca- pick up on it. So it must be must be something specific to the house. Nice. Of the trees. Gosh, that's awesome. You said Fremen. And I was just, what did you think about the worm surfing? That was pretty mm-hmm. sweet. She pulled well, those I, tools I out. I was coming. like, "Yeah, I did." So she pulled the tools out. I was like, "No way!" Oh, she pulled the tools out, and yeah. I went, "Oh, we're gonna see it!" And, and then <laughs> and she then got she, stabbed. She gets Damn. stabbed. I was like, "Oh, like, oh, that would have been so cool. This would have been a sick moment to show that, oh, right?" Wow. I'm like, "Oh," and, and then she, they show it at the end, and just I'm like, from a distance. "I knew it!" I told Teddy, I was like, "Teddy, I told you, I saw it." <laughs> yep. I feel smart that they, you know, basically put up a sign and said it but still now what's interesting is that uh, you're going to see stuff that was taken from this movie into oh man I shouldn't spoil things you're going to see a lot of movies 
reference this story. Yeah. Um, just in the same way John Carter inspired tons of other genres and movies, Dune inspired a ton of them as well. I mean, I'm sure you know a few of them off the top of your head. <laughs> Star Wars, obviously huge influence. Yep. Um, we have the Sarlacc Pit, which is obvious, obvious right there. Well, that's not a Zan. <laughs> that's not a Zan. Well, that. it comes up from the bottom, and it's got the teeth and stuff, and I'm like, ah. So it's a Sarlacc. Oh, yeah, well, how many times do you talk about it? Like, and then wow, Crate Dragon. Very, this is very uh, <laughs> Star Warsy. Like, oh, this looks very Black Panther. That's... So even as we were watching the new one, we're like, like, there's a connect that I see there, and there's this. Yep. And yeah, I'm trying to remember the third one we talked about. They were like, it's Star Wars, it's Marvel, and I don't remember what the third one was. Uh, for what movie? When we were watching Dune, there were like oh, yeah. three big movies, you know, uh, franchises. Tremors. Tremors, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Tremors is like the real obvious one. Tremors is like, how about we shrink those down and then make them like... And put them on, in, on our... In a desert. In a desert. <laughs> Okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> sounds good. Which is interesting because you say both the Sarlacc Pit and Tremors have a tendril that comes out of the mouth. But I haven't seen that in the worms yet. No. No, the worms... So maybe that's a spin that they, that. that they added on to make it different enough that they didn't get sued. Yeah. No, well, that's definitely part of it. Also, when you look at the Sarlacc Pit, it's got a beak now. The Sarlacc yes, has a beak down inside. And instead of like... Uh, what we saw in this movie, where it was like the krill, uh, like uh, blue whales, yes. their teeth. Instead, this one, it, uh, in the Sarlacc pit, it's more just a few little teeth around the outside. Yeah. So, there are differences, but obviously the idea behind them was was right there. Yeah. Um, but the crate dragon. The crate dragon, for sure. <laughs> That's way obvious. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, so now we're just doing Dune. <laughs> oh, it senses vibrations? Oh, okay, yeah. That's it's Tremors, Dune. Tremors, Dune. It's everything. It's the crate dragon. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, Interesting. But there's so much. And now, and now, I've, now that I that I realize I don't really want to spoil the other shows. If you haven't seen the show, if you haven't seen them or read the books or anything, it's like, I've, I've, I've known this move, these movies my whole life somehow. Like when they would say lines, I would be right there. Like you'd walk up and say something and then I would say the response. And that was the response. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's buried somewhere in my head. <laughs> that this is what's going on here. What is happening? Um, but it's, it's there and it's so fun. Yeah. As I was watching the show, I've never been huge into Dune because of the, probably because of the versions that I've watched, but watching this one, I'm like, I am all in on this. <laughs> I'm like, you're saying, Dan, are you just so excited? Uh, I, I am. For I am so excited. The next one to come out. Which, at least it's going to now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, now it's not an if, it's just a win. I, I didn't think that it ever wouldn't. You know, even if it didn't do great at the box office and stuff, it's like, nah, not that they gotta do it. It feels big enough. Yeah, well, all the actors they got and the money they spent on it, it's like, you're gonna do a part one and not follow it up? That's I mean, you're gonna Independence Day resurgence us? <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. I, I am interested to see, because there was a lot of big names yes. that died. 
Oh yeah, no, they I'm got saying, rid of a oh, lot of them. All these big names that they've Jason Momoa's gone. Uh, Holy cow! Do all right. So I don't want to like get spoiled. It, but oh, did, did did we see Josh Brolin die? I don't think we ever we saw didn't him die. See he may him be dead. Die. All of his ships were blown up, and they were into the last that's, battle. You know, yeah. He took out a couple of them, and then they ran full force. Into I guess it. in my head, I never trust that anyone's dead till I see their till I see their body. Yeah, because like Jason Momoa. Yeah, he's yeah, dead. he's dead. He, he, oh, yeah, he he's dead, dead he for did. sure. He died twice. But for sure, I'm like, okay, he's dead for sure. Oscar Isaac. I'm like, dead. Also dead. Sure. Poor guy. I was like, told Ted, I was like, poor guy. Not only did he die, he died naked, which is just... Yeah. Just the worst. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. That but it's like, okay, did we... We never actually saw him dead. So he probably is, but I'm not going to say he is for sure until I've seen his body. And uh, Josh Brolin? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I Also, I'm interested to see if um, Dave Bautista is going to have a bigger role. Because he just seemed like he was there underused. in this one. He was very underused in this one. Yes. Well, you know, we now know that the gas didn't kill Harkonnen. His uncle, yeah. Harkness. Harkonnen. 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 is Agatha. Oh, gosh, right. Agatha Harkness. <laughs> they have been saying Harkness. They copied it. <laughs> oh, that's, there's Stole another it. copy. Of there Disney. we go. Harkness. Harkonnen. But, yeah, it didn't kill him. No, it didn't. It hurt and him, actually, that's, a, that's the unfortunate part that I knew. Oh, yeah? Like, when he breathed the gas, and it actually got him and went through the shield, I'm like, oh, he did die. Oh, I, for some reason, I didn't think it worked. <laughs> and then it comes later, and he's up in the corner. <laughs> I'm like, ah. He's not dead. Everyone I didn't else, know that. Everyone <laughs> else is, but uh, he's not. Yeah, no, it did. Uh, in every version, everybody died but him. Interesting. Um... For whatever stupid reason. Because we got to keep him there. Yeah, well, he needs to be there for what happens does, later. Does, does it explain why he can the, levitate? Yes, if you notice his spine is, is infused that? with that technology. It's, that's uh, what that is. That's what it is. Okay, yeah. I'm okay. like, why is he all of a sudden up? I that's thought he was what a snake it, That's at what first. it felt like to me. In the other first. versions, he was on a, he was on like, on like a chair or uh, some other contraption that lifted him in the air. Okay. Uh, but this one, it built it into his body, which was really cool. I thought it was choice. fascinating and intimidating. Yeah. You know, when all of a sudden he just, like, gets up off the table because he's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just comes over to your... That, like, that shield probably saved him. Yeah. yeah. Gosh dang it. But, yo, so, yeah, but, super fascinating. I mean, I would say I'm in the same place as Tanner in the sense that, like, I love this. The I'm super excited for the next one. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, okay, well, maybe I want the... I, I can't read. I don't have the discipline to read. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I don't you still have Audible? I still have Audible, though, so I'm like, uh, I'm going to be checking this. There you go. See if I'm, they've got a good I'm version. Gonna be, I'm going to be listening because I lo- I really liked the the story and where it was like, mm-hmm. you know, the just the coup. It's just like what happened where it was like, mm-hmm. whoa, which we haven't even... At least maybe we did in the beginning, but have we met the Emperor? No. At all, no. so we don't even know who this is, nope. which I'm sure they'll do a big name for that. Oh, for sure. So, but I'm like super interested, like, okay, why, what is, okay, now, uh, I'm just really interested about the politics of it. Like, it was fascinating, the politics that I'm, got there, which is what the, he, I think he warned his son about. 
But he was like, you know, we got to worry about, you know, this. He's like, why are you worried about this? He's like, the politics of it. It's like, oh. It's not Arrakis that's going to kill us. It's the politics. Politics. <laughs> He's like, that's exactly what happened. Uh, and yeah, so House Atreides was becoming well known for being the good guys who were for being trustworthy and yeah. wise. And so much so that the other uh, clans, the other tribes, the other houses were going Threatened. to them for advice. Ah. Uh. They, they were going to him. So the emperor is threatened. The emperor who is threatened. So the emperor took away Hark- took away Arrakis from Harkonnen and then gave it to Atreides. And it's just like what Harkonnen said. He said, this is not a gift of love. When is a gift <laughs> not a gift? Yep. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Mm. Which mm. totally, yeah. I mean, that uh, makes me happy. <laughs> so if you if you want to spoil the the second half and everything, you can watch the nineteen eighty four version of the TV miniseries. I'll just read the book. I uh, or listen or read the book. I mean, listen to the book or listen to the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would stay away from the nineteen eighty four version. I so many people online were saying that the nineteen eighty four version was better, and I'm like. In what way? <laughs> because it Give was a complete story. Because it was complete. <laughs> it was complete. Give me one better thing. No, no. Even even half, half <laughs> of the story is better than what that was. It was so bad. Yeah, that's uh, why I always tell people. Uh, like, I will I give it. A, I will give it a pass as the product of its one. time. Okay. What? If I tell people, that, oh, I want to watch Tron, it's like, watch the first one first, if you really, and then watch Tron Legacy. Don't watch Tron Legacy and then the first one. Because then the first one is so bad. It's oh, basically yeah, like I made my kids watch the second one, or the second. My kids watched the first one after seeing the second. Oh yeah, yeah, it was bad. That's like, basically Daddy, it's like, this is not good. <laughs> it's like me going, oh yeah, I want to watch Dune. Was. I'm gonna go watch after watching this one, like right after putting in the nineteen, you know, nineteen four. Oh gosh, version. I mean, like, what am I looking at? You know, oh, it's bad. <laughs> So I like, would have said what I just said. My eyes, oh, my, my eyes, eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 kind of on that level. Uh, again, I'm gonna say it's not great, but that's hindsight. That's with something new to compare it to. As far as what kind of a grade I give, I'm not gonna give it a grade or anything. I'm I'm giving it a pass. It's a product of its time. Yeah. We can do better. It obviously better. Mm-hmm. must have helped other movies. It did, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, it helped other movies, and obviously it helped the book. Yeah. People went and read the books. Um, a lot of nerds see movies like that and go, wow, there's so many interesting things. I'm going to go read the book. That's what and, uh, that's, we're going to do, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> I was going to I want to go read the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right? <laughs> so, well, you know, in 30 years from now, he's like, it's two-dimensional, really? <laughs> People watch this two-dimensional garbage? This is garbage. garbage. Look at that worm. It looks horrible. horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fake explosions? What is this? That's clearly <laughs> fake. What kind of a dumb shield oh, is gosh. that? Now, how about those battles? <laughs> Holy cow. Whoa. That, that was, was awesome. <laughs> I, I, I felt the hopelessness as they were like, get everything, like, get... Did anything with a gun off the ground. ground. The the weaponry that they used it, I mean, it hit it and boom, it's gone. Yeah. And then it's like that point where we're like, we're not getting off. Yeah, it's the it's the razor mm-hmm. crest getting blasted from orbit. It's like, well now what? <laughs> oh man, oh, crap, <laughs> that didn't work. So th- that actually brings up something. I love the technology they decided they decide to go with, and how mm-hmm. Frank can't think of his last name um, 
the writer of Dune, uh-huh. how he how he created this the the fighting in this world because it's like yeah they've got shields but they're not using projectiles in hand to hand combat they're, right they don't they don't fall into the same tropes of well we're shooting laser guns because it's eight thousand years in the future no they're right. they're back to using swords in hand to hand combat and then they're using projectiles from ships I love that that's I genius swords. I I love that it's it yeah gone are the days of I can shoot you from I I can kill you from forever far away. Enough. Now it's the up close and personal of trained yes. combat, and it, it part of that is I think the shields. I think mm. the shields got rid of bullets, right? Because they stop everything. Although we did see that dart that burrowed, that uh, latched onto the shield and burrowed through it. Yes, into he couldn't get Atreides. it off. Washington tried to get it off. It was oh, like my, no, because oh, he was no. such a cool guy. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but it, it was bad. still stopping it, it to a large degree. Right. So you see that, ev- you know, there are ways around it, but, I mean, the person who shot oh. it is Dr. Yue. So, obviously, he's got a lot of schooling, he's got a lot he of knows. know-how, he knows how to when use a, yeah, when, when they're vulnerable, how to use a projectile in such a way that it'll be uh, effective. Yep, uh, absolutely. They're very, very interesting. And Dr. Yue, unfortunately, was just in a bad position. He was, yeah. he was just abused. You can't hate him. No, what he did. It's, it's hard. And he wanted to get back at him, and... In the end, you he, almost think that he knew what was going to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. But he had no choice. If there was even the slightest, slightest chance, chance he could get his wife back, he was going to take the chance. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And But he had an insurance policy. He did. Which I, I think that's incredibly noble. Yeah, he was a good he guy. He says, I'm replacing bad place. Yes. Yeah. Well, and he was going to die either way. Yes. The House of Trades was going to fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I like it, but if it's not me, it was somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not to justify it, but he's just in a bad position. I do have to say, I got a little queasy when he showed the tooth that he was going to be replacing. I, I could imagine oh, that going oh, into my mouth, and right? I'm like, oh, 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 ow. Yeah, he's like, you're no. paralyzed, so this is still going to hurt. But <laughs> you yeah. just can't do anything about it. You can't do oh, anything. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like that scene in uh, Castaway. When he has to oh knock his tooth out, out yeah. and he starts crying, and you're like, I, I, I can't, I can do it. I would just die. I would die of a toothache. I do have to say, I can't watch that part. <laughs> I just, I, I just can't. Yeah. Make, no, make, make super interesting though. Ah, the story was just so cool. It's a great story. What did it's you think fantastic. of the voice? Oh yes, the mind control. That was that was fascinating. Epic. So, so cool. Good. And this was it was so well done in this one because the way that they cut it, you the audience can't see what happens. Mm. And like when the uh, Bene Jesuit mother calls Paul, come over here. Yeah. Suddenly he's there. Come here, boy. Neil. Okay. Like this. This is. This is what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> you saw when Paul did it to his mother, and then uh, later on you see his mother use it. Him mm. and his mother both use it uh, to escape. That was oh, gosh. so that crazy. Was so good. <laughs> the escape was awesome. Yeah, at first oh, yeah. I was like, why is she gagged? And then I was like, oh. oh the voice. She can use the voice. <laughs> yep, they knew that she was. Which is interesting. Hype. That is interesting that they knew she was. Uh, but I think I think we shouldn't be surprised 
Because the Bene Gesuit negotiated with Harkonnen. And he did say not to harm Paul. Or or her. Yeah. But and But then they delegate that to somebody else, and as we saw in What If, delegating to your subordinates <laughs> is not always the most ideal. Yeah. <laughs> Get the wrong kid. What, two eyes, a nose, two ears, a mouth? I mean, what do you want? It's a human. It's the same kid. <laughs> it's the same kid. <laughs> they picked up T'Challa. Oh. <laughs> instead of, instead instead of Quill. Peter Quill. <laughs> it's like they're exactly the same. <laughs> same. Two eye holes, two, uh, one mouth hole. Like, <laughs> two ear holes. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's Earth Kid. Does this oh, look like it. Peter Quill? <laughs> and they show a picture of Peter Quill as a boy. <laughs> like... They look exactly the same to me. (laughs) 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 Wait, I thought Yondu was your father. Wait, all this time you thought Yondu was my actual biological father? You look look exactly exactly the same. (laughs) One's blue! blue. (laughs) Obviously, we we have issues with how genetics work in space. The the galactic education system is not... (laughs) You look exactly Not the really same. What's blue? They look exactly the same. What's <laughs> blue? Gosh, maybe so there's bad. just some weird family history going on. Hey, so people just know. don't assume. You never know. People just don't assume. <laughs> you look exactly the same. You look exactly the same. Like what? Oh my gosh! Uh, noticed a lot of Marvel carryovers into the show, which is really fun. Yeah. Uh, we've got Drax, but then we also mm-hmm. have Eric Selvig. Yes. As leader of House Ar- uh, Harkonnen, which Harkonnen. is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so fun. I, it's it's just really a great. <laughs> it's a great freaking show. <laughs> I did. I like you know. For it's, it's hard when you have like serious stuff like what was going down. But still have the humor. Like yeah. When the Fre- Freeman, 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 when the Freeman spits. Oh, they're yeah. all like, we're going to kill this dude. And Jason Momoa was like, well, 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 well we, we graciously it. accept yeah. the fluids from your body. Yes, the moisture. The, from the moisture from you your body. sharing the moisture from and your we, body. And we accept it in the form that it was given. And then he mm. like spit. It was like, <laughs> well, okay, that was definitely mistranslated. Uh, yeah, Jason Momoa is there to He's there to be like, well, no, that's a good thing. That's That was definitely a good thing. <laughs> and then when he's just like, I'm done. And just like walks away. The, the Fremen. Yep. The honorable thing for That's me it. to do is elsewhere. Yeah. I, I, I'm slaughtering that, but that, that was cool. Yeah. He's like, I have no more business here. Peace. Yep. Yep. We know each other. I've stated my terms. You've given me your word in certain respects. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll discuss things later if it comes to that. I, I also, I loved them disappearing in the sand. First the vision of the battle and then just popping up out of the sand. Oh, gosh. And then being like ninjas. That was so cool. And then the people who were all spitting in the cup and then the guys come down and they're just gone. Yep. And then they just, poof, they're up and there. It was like, how did they do that? But it was, the lady says it. It's like the sand, you know, the desert's my home. They know how to use the sand. Yep. Like, that desert that's power. so cool. Desert. Oh, yeah. Desert power. That's just desert oh, power. Yeah. That was cool. See, and that's why the Atreides house was so feared by the emperor is because he was smart enough to, to start a war with somebody. And yeah. so when uh, Jason Momoa comes back, Duncan comes back and he's like, 
My guess? There's millions. And yes. Like, they estimated there were 10,000. That's it. It's like, there's Period. It's like, oh no. Oh no, it's huge. <laughs> Which, wouldn't be surprised if in the next part we get to see how, how many there could is. be. Because, I mean, we saw hundreds and hundreds of them. Yeah. When uh, Paul arrives, when the House of Trades mm-hmm. arrives on Arrakis for the first time. Yeah. They had to go somewhere. Yeah. Did you like their ships being under the water? That was pretty that was cool. cool. Coming up that, that, was, that was pretty I'm, a, was I'm pretty just. Sweet. I'm just a... I'm such a... You're a ship guy. Yeah, I'm a ship guy, and I'm a sucker for an underwater takeoff. And I was really watching the water effects to see how good they were. Yeah. Because, like, that can ruin it. Uh-huh. And they didn't shy away from the actual physics. Like, when you watch uh, Star Trek um, Beyond... Beyond? Yeah. When the, when They're on that indigenous planet. Right, and the Enterprise comes up out of the water, they yeah. kind of chickened out. Because what happens is water holds together. It bubbles. And what they did with the Enterprise is it comes up out of the water and it just all the water just whoosh, it's gone. But on these ships, it bubbled on top of it and then sloughed off after it was already partially out of the water. It's like, that is what I'm talking about. <laughs> that <laughs> this, this is what real. we do. Yeah, it feels real. I mean, the Star Trek one felt real enough. And you're like, oh, it's got futuristic thing, shields, whatever. It's but the shields. This is shields and the inertial dampeners. Vibranium. Vibranium. <laughs> Nanotech. Nanotechnology. Nanotechnology. Uh, but no, no. Um, no, they did a fantastic job. I loved the dragonfly. That was so cool. so cool. Those were the Wakanda. Yes. The Black Panther thing. Yes. Because they had the dragonfly ships. They did. I loved how they, the mechanics, though, when he just, like, dives. Woof. <laughs> Oh gosh! That was, so that, cool. that was awesome. It, you, how long? How, how much work did that take to come up with all the cool stuff? Yeah, right. They're it's like, like okay, so what do they do? do how do they fly? Well, they they vibrate. The wings vibrate. How are we going to show that? It's like they're going to vibrate. <laughs> well, watch one well, starting. We'll see one yeah. start, so we know how it goes into the hum and then is up and so oh, that was. Just the that, fact that, that it just awesome. kills it when they just go back and it's just oh yeah, it kills it and it folds back and boom. and they just yeah. that, was, that was really cool. That that was I also awesome. liked the just the size of the worms because like you yeah. talk about the worms yeah. and then they see how big that rig is that's collecting space. <coughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you just see it just be gone, just swallowed. It's, like whole. here's the mouth and it's like. That was huge. <laughs> and then you see it, you know, you actually see the worm as it's staring, I don't know, at Paul. It's just looking at him. It's maybe sensing yeah. him. It's like, this thing is just massive. Yeah. It could just... You're done. Ugh, that was amazing. Like, the whole show, it did a great job of making you think, okay, what is the destiny of this Paul guy? Yeah. Because while it does show visions of things that are happening... Then it subverted all of those visions. Yes, it did. And you're like, well, I don't know if those are real or not. Uh-huh. Because of what happens with the but Fremen he, that he, he meets. he even says it when the lady asks him. And these dreams, they come true to your to how you see them? Not exactly. So it's like, oh, so there are things point. that have happened that he's seen that don't play out like he sees them. But then it's like, well, okay, he can see the future, but okay, maybe now he can't. 
Or maybe did a decision he make alter it? Yeah. It exactly. Had, if something different had happened, would that have been the case with the Fremen that he saw? But just because of how things played out, that's not how it happened. I th- I thought that it really showed the tragedy of that battle. It did. It did a great job of showing of how sad it was. He... No, no uh, okay. when he of fought the Fremen. Paul fights oh, the yes. Fremen. Because mm-hmm. that was the guy who was going to teach him everything. Right. Mm-hmm. At least that's what he saw. And then he sees a vision of himself dying. Yep. It was like, in that Multiple battle. Times. In that battle. Yeah, like, in that yeah. battle. In that and battle, then, like, die. Zendaya oh. killing him. And it's like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, what Which is I'm happening? like, okay, that might still happen, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's almost like it's driven by his fears in some way. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, I really enjoyed the box as well. Yeah. And the Ooh. teaching him about fear. That was incredible. That was pretty cool. It's <laughs> interesting, though, that he doesn't see everything. Because he never saw his dad in danger. Nope. He saw Duncan, though. But he, he never did. saw his dad in danger. Maybe yeah. he was never afraid for his dad. That would play off of his fear. That's true. He was never afraid that his dad was in any danger because his dad was just this amazing guy. Yeah, this he's the leader. He's he's, he's the guy. And he's he's his dad. Yeah. You know? He always, like, yeah, dad's <laughs> untouchable. He's, yeah, your dad lives he's forever. He's a superhero. Yeah. He lives forever. And so it never worried him. And maybe because it does play off his fear, he worries about, you know, Duncan. And he worries about the fight that he's about to have with this Fremen, who he has now been told by Zenday is a amazing fighter. Yeah, to, to die by Chris Don't worry, is a, you're going to die death. honorably. And don't worry, he's a good fighter, so he'll make it quick. I'll make it's it like, quick. It's a whole crap. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to die. Yeah. And then he tries to yield three he times. He does. And the guy just gets more and more agitated. He's like, this is not how it's done, man. And the guy says, there's no yielding there's in no this. There's no yield. So only, only death. death. I was like, oh, that's unfortunate because isn't he supposed to... Oh, oh, he's dead now. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he, I love oh, he, your uh, reaction. <laughs> Wait a minute. He's <laughs> dead? Wait a second. <laughs> so, like, maybe so he awesome. just maimed him. And then when they like cover him up, like, oh, oh, he's dead. Oh, well, now how oh, is he going to learn it. the ways of uh, the sand? Now, what's interesting to me is, as you're talking about it, I suddenly had the thought, he did learn the ways. Mm. He did hmm. learn the ways of the desert from, from him. Interesting. True. Just not in the way he thought he would. Interesting. So it does play out the way he sees it, but not exactly. Not exactly. That ties in with what weird? he says. Isn't that weird? That's an interesting interpretation so that, that I didn't think of until now. So maybe it's at one like, point oh. he gets metaphorically stabbed by Zendaya. Uh, betrayal of some Betrayed kind. Betrayed by her somehow. Yeah. Or maybe his interpretation of a betrayal. Because sometimes you think you're being betrayed by someone just because of how it plays out when it actually wasn't a betrayal. Very interesting. I'm I'm super interested to see part two. Yeah, uh, and uh, as am I. I'm so stoked to uh, to watch it with you guys and see if they change it. Yeah. To see what they change, what I remember, what I don't remember. Does I, I'm I'm just curious if because mm-hmm. it's a, a trilogy. Is that what you said? So there's a book trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, but is it so? Is Dune the first <coughs> book? Dune is the first book. Mm-hmm. And does it complete the story of Dune? Or is yes. it like a trilogy? There's an overarching thing from book one, two, three that has it's, to be It's uh, Ender's Game. Oh, okay. Okay. There's an ending. Okay. It can continue, but it there's an end. It can continue, but it okay. does end. Okay. It's, it's not the end. Like Star Wars. I mean, it, it can always continue. Okay. I mean, except for Rogue One. That's kind of over. 
Uh, but I guess we're getting Cassian <laughs> and or TV so series. So it doesn't end. <laughs> so it never They're does. Just make it a prequel. Um, um, just make it a prequel. No. Yeah. So it can continue, but okay. it doesn't have to. Okay. Like it, it completes the story that they set out to tell now. So basically, so what you're saying is Dune Part 2 should finish up the story of Dune. Of Dune. Correct. As part long, um, Unless they move it into a Part 3, which Possible. could be cool, but the vision that he saw... Like, I'm comfortable sharing this because I don't remember what happened. Okay. <laughs> the vision that he saw of the, the battle coming together and then all the people popping out of the sand. Yeah. Um, that seemed like it was the final battle. Yeah. On Arrakis. But I always imagined it being bigger for some reason. You know, I would too. I could see that being a scouting party that they take out. Yeah. That maybe draws the army down. I mean, okay. I don't remember, but yeah, I can't remember was all the details. The, were the bad exactly. guys? Were they Harkin or were they? Oh, that's this a is good one of question. the interesting that's things because the watch it again. the, the <laughs> uniform right? he's wearing does not look Fremen, right? Fremen no, is, is very wild. very uh, uh, lots of cloth. I mean, they do have the suits. They almost look they, like they the uh, almost, Imperial armor. Yeah, they do. It does, but he's. Got the he his that his eyes are blue, suggesting that he's the been exposed to the spice a lot, and he pops out of sand like the Fremen do. So I don't know. Is there some sort of so what was the army that the other guys were wearing? I don't remember what it was. It looked similar, which was one of the weird things because it's almost hard to say. Right, you could only tell what which side what side was which by the direction they were facing almost right <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's a good point and so maybe we know that they're the good guys because they're fighting from left to right oh every show you watch good guys are on that's the left right. bad guys are on the right except attack of the clones the clones are on the right when they attack the droids mm. foreshadowing their betrayal of the jedi but now if you watch how epic is the that the bad guys are always on the right the good guys are always on the left when they go to fight. You okay. watched it when they were attacking the base, Josh Brolin, they were on the left. That's hilarious. And they fought to now the right. Now that you say that, I'm like, I'm reviewing all of tons these movies, and, and I'm like, movies. every battle in Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And there yeah. we go. Every single there battle, and they have them on the left. Like, that's not coincidence. The only okay. one that goes slightly to the right is when the Oliphants attack with yes. the Westerlings. Mm-hmm. But... We then move directly behind Rohan and and follow them be from behind exactly. rather than from right to left. Yep, they go from wow. behind. But think about any <coughs> so I mean that right there is just a cue in our heads to be like, oh yep, these are the good guys. We okay. want them to win. Right. Which and is we always why see from their perspective. Uh, yes. Uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yes. Left to right or directly in front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We never see the assault from the bad guy side. No. Right. We always see it from the hero side, from the side that we're on. Yeah. That we the, we want to win. That's also wow. why it felt it, it weird makes me want when you watched Attack of the Clones. Right. Yeah. It's like it's the battle was backwards. What's it happening? Felt backwards. It felt fresh. It, it was unique. Yeah. You're like, I'm, that's probably one of the reasons why I love it. Um, uh-huh. But then even the scene right before that with the Jedi and the... Geonosis are left to right. Yep. <laughs> and then when they go out on the field with the droids it, or with the clones and the droids, it's right to left. Right to left. Suddenly, wow. out of nowhere. Yep. <laughs> it switches as soon as the left, clones get it's, there. I wonder if it, it ties so into, brilliant. at least for us, the fact that as um, American English speakers, we read from left to right. Correct. 
we don't. Mm-hmm. So I mean that that yeah. feels Most, right. You know, it feels correct mm-hmm. to read yeah. from that side. So yeah, you you're, so, you you want to watch okay. the good guys because you you have no interest in the bad guys. They're bad. Mm. Yeah. Well, most most cultures favor right-handedness. Yeah. For whatever reason it is. Um, it's, I mean, you know, theologically we can say it's because it's always been that way. I mean, we talk about the right hand of God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that could easily be one of the things that has set us in this path for so long is that we are right-handed. Uh-huh. Um, uh, except for you left-handed. Even, even cultures that... Uh, I've heard that they're all car- there are cultures that do uh, right from left to right. Mm-hmm. Or right to left, sorry. Left to right, right is how we do left. it. <laughs> that they do actually do it backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they favor left-handed people. Could be. That's a very interesting question. Yeah. Part of me thinks that, that it definitely is a learned thing. That we just learn right-handed or left-handed and then we just go from there. Uh, for me, I mirrored everything. So when people would write with their right hand, I would write with my left hand because that was the hand they were writing with mirrored. <laughs> uh, but our mom and dad were both left-handed too. So uh, Valise and Todd were. Todd was Interesting. Two left-handed parents. Left-handed. Their first child left-handed was left-handed kid. and uh, the rest of them were right-handed. <laughs> no, Ladima and I are both left-handed and none of our kids are left-handed. Well, not genetic. No, it's definitely not. Sure. It's it's most likely a learned, yeah. learned thing. It, it, but it, 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 it may be an innate thing. It may be an innate thing from people who are right or left brained kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, interesting too, you know, those some keys of like, you know, yeah. armies fighting from their certain sides. Yep. Now I keep an eye out for it. <laughs> if I see yeah. it, it's like, okay, these are who they want to be the good guys. Which you could play off of that, like you were saying. Yeah. Because in our heads, we're like, yeah, these are the good guys. To make them the bad guys is a betrayal on our minds because we're like, wait, but they're good guys. I don't yeah. know why they're good guys, but they're, they're good guys. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, no, what is happening? You yeah, know, that would be an, be an interesting thing to way do. To see it. Like that's... Uh, it's Part just, of me that's almost wants to find a reason to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I think Attack of Clones is the only one I can think of where it has the good guys on the right. Yeah. Yeah, and even later on when they, uh, gosh, even I look at concept art and it's full of it. Yeah. Like for Rogue One, all of the concept art, like the landing of the the crafts, dropping off guys and stuff, it's all coming from the left. They always come from the left. Ships fly from left to right. It's just what they do. Um, yeah. Uh, episode seven, Star Wars. When the X wings come in, they're coming from the, they're coming from the left. <laughs> yep. it, it's so weird. You can see it everywhere. everywhere. Once you <laughs> realize it's there, everywhere. you see it everywhere. Which is interesting. You reminded me of the Clone Wars animated show on the planet Teth when they're assaulting the droid facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are attacking from the right again. Isn't that ironic? Yeah, it's pretty cool that it keeps it keeps that theme from the. Clone Wars TV show and Attack of the Clones, and then yeah. as soon as they turn, as soon as they turn, they're still fighting there. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I remember anything. The one that I, like I'm thinking of is you take Attack or uh, Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. with Kiadi Mundi. They're on the left. They are on the left. And then they betray him. Yep. And it's like because they all take their 
They take their points yeah, up it's the, on left, the left. On yeah, the left side. On the left side. Which it would have been interesting if they had put them on the right. Although the right wouldn't have made sense because he was running from left to right. Right, but that's so, only because they chose to put it there. Exactly. So that, that may have been a missed. That may have been missed. Or it's because Kiari Mundi was a good guy. Right, he was leading because them into battle from left to right. Did we see Mace yeah. Windu? When Mace why are we Windu trying to justify this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll why, go back to Star Wars. Why do we Wars. think this is important? Um, Everything always goes back to Star Wars. When we saw it in Attack of the Clones, were Jedi with them when it was right to left? Yes. Yes, they were. I don't remember it. Um, for, for some of it, uh, Mace Windu led a, led a group. And was it right to left? Yes. Because I know for sure when they were by themselves it was. Right, yep. And then throughout the whole battle. So I, I was just curious if maybe because the Jedi were there that tipped it to be like, these are the Jedi are good guys, which is why they're from left to right. It's also 100% possible that George Lucas forgot. Dang, this is just a huge <laughs> tangent. Sorry about that. It's just like, boom. <laughs> well, it's, you know, I, well, it's I, I feel edified. Examples. <laughs> so I took film for three years. Okay. Um, I in in high school, I took a filming class where we would go in and we would make we would make videos. We would make. Uh, <laughs> we should become professionals. Like a Star Wars class. <laughs> there we go. Star, there we go. Star Wars film. <laughs> but I've awesome. never heard that before. So that that is, and I've never cog- cognitively like identified like that as a that. thing. And so it's like now that you mention that, you're right. It's <laughs> everywhere, huh? Yeah, Thank we, we there just pull all these examples we you, from all these fantasy genres that we love and with big armies and stuff. It's always the same. It's always the same. Anyways. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the, uh, the Death Star run. Which way we see the X-Wings. They do go right to left. Do they? They do. Yeah. Yeah, but everything's going right to left. <laughs> they always show up from the same position. It's mm-hmm. so essentially it's when two armies are about to clash. Okay. That's when you That's true cuz like racing in, in a racing movie it, it can be either way. Right. It's when two armies are about direction. to clash or two armies are fighting. Is when you see who's on what side. It'd be it'd be cool to see. Cool Which to see I wonder that. if they film some people film it and they're like, "Well, are they the good guys?" Like, yeah. Well, then you have to put them on the left because they're they're good guys. We have an or, or it's just natural. Yeah, it's like, okay, and then we'll have them come in and fight, and the bad guys come. It's just, yeah, we don't even think about it unless it's pointed out to us. I think it's one of those rules that genuinely exists, and it's just kind of the standard. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so all of the, all the filmmakers just kind of know it. Tessimators right. on the left. Great dragon on the right. Uh, it's obviously a little softer because they're doing the, uh, the dual perspective. Yes. Like, there's never a direct-on clash, but it's like this. The cameras. But it is interesting how you notice how many times you have good guys on the left yeah. and bad guys on the right. Mm-hmm. In comparison Mando. to the opposite, you know, how mm. often do you see the good guys on the left? When there's a huge, you know, when you see the two opposing forces. End game? Good guys are on the left. Yep. Thanos and his oh, team are on yep, the right. That's a good one. Mando versus the Mudhorn. Left or right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed with myself. I remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> really good. No, it just keeps coming. It just keep, keeps coming back to it, which is yeah. so cool. It's so fun to see that kind of stuff. Okay, so we know that. So we know Paul is on the. He's a good guy. Yes. And so we know Paul in this battle, whether it's the last battle or an ambush of some yeah. kind. He's. He's. We we know that he's doing good, and we know that he's been on. 
Arachnus for a while. He definitely is skilled fighting. He is. Skilled at fighting. Well, we've always... That was pretty obvious. Yeah. So he dialed up on two this blades? One. I thought he was. Which is very Duncan yes, of him, isn't he is. it? Yes, he is. Yep, he's Duncaning. Well, when we watch, you're like, is that Duncan? Yeah, that's yes. right. I specifically fights with two yeah. swords. It's like, what? oh, and then it, the mask. Oh, it's got to be Duncan. It's oh, like, it's oh, not. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So he was with two blades. Yeah. And if he's with the Fremen that long, I would imagine that they would probably be Chris knives. Mm. Yes, I didn't look at him long enough to know. No, I was too busy being blown away by the fight. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really good All fight. the subtle things. I was like, no. Also, no shields in that fight. No. Interesting. Because of. The sandworms. The shields attract them and drive them into a frenzy. Yes. Right. Which they did reveal from the ambassador. So, that was cool. Yes. That was interesting. Yeah. But yeah, that, that although I know his vision, it made him seem like he was maybe worried about not being good. That people were going to cause bad things in his name. It was going to be his There are people shouting my name and... War, warring in my name, right? Warring in my name. Yeah. So he, but we know that he fears being in charge, right? His interaction yes. with his dad he's, while, he's, while they're in. Uh, he's afraid Caledon. of the responsibility. Yeah. yeah he. Well, he what if I don't want it? it? What if I don't want it? I didn't want it either. And that's what the thing about all good leaders is they never. <laughs> they never they seek answer. it. They don't seek. They the answer power. the call. They answer to it. Yeah. Like maybe well, that's what Scott and I we talked about that a little bit. Uh, like in our world, the only politicians that exist out there are the ones who wanted the power. Mm. And I and I was saying like I've thought about running for an office or something and jumping into that, but not because I want to, but because of all the garbage I see happening. It's because it's needed. That, and I and I told I told him I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I want to be in my Lego room and do podcasts <laughs> and, and design a game and make new Lego ships and stuff. That, that's what I want to do. But if the world's falling apart around me and I have the, I have the responsibility to try to fix it to the best of my ability. It's the duty of the patriot and if I could keep to that, protect the people from the government. Yep. And if I could keep that mentality, I think I'd be okay. My problem is, is I get sucked into stuff real easy. Like, if I got a taste of the kind of power that it gives you, I may get... It's intoxicating. I think the key would be to be able to walk into... If I... Obviously, this is not... But I've thought about this a lot because I'm like, how do I make sure that I don't become the same people I'm trying to get out? And it'd be walking into whatever office that I'm holding, whatever desk I work at, and say, I don't want to be here. I'm here to fix something and get out. I don't want to be here. Not because I don't want to serve people. I want to serve people. I want to be helpful. But I don't want this power. I don't want it. I'm only doing it because I don't. nobody else is doing it right. Nobody else. Uh, and maybe that's wrong. Maybe it's me being arrogant. But... I think there's I value. Think I, that, there's though. there's a level of arrogance that comes with that, though, and it's it's coming back to the idea that I don't want to be here. I just want to do what I'm supposed to do. I want to do what I need to do to fix what I th- see is wrong, and then get out. 
and it's Caesar kept his power, Hitler kept his power, all these other things happened, and people keep their power and they grow it, and they become more powerful, and then they are able to get more out of the system, and I think it's wrong. Gosh, it's so wrong. One of my big things I talked about it at our thing is our on our trip is that if I could get into Congress in the U.S. Congress or the Senate or something, I would start putting in bills that requires a 75% majority to pass anything. Which means it has to be bipartisan. You have to have help on both sides of the aisle to do literally anything. Because the way it is right now is mob rule. It's 51% controlling the 49%. It doesn't make sense. Mm. That doesn't make any sense at all. And that wasn't the way the country was even set up. You had to have a significant majority in the beginning. And I think that worked because it took forever to get things done. Because you should never be able to affect people's lives at the rate and the scale that they're doing it. It should never be possible. At the local level, absolutely. Can you get three quarters of people in your neighborhood to figure to vote on something and to figure something out? Yeah, easy. Easy. Because it's stuff that's needed. If it's something that's philosophical and garbage like that, yeah, no, you're not going to get everybody to agree. And then you shouldn't make a law on it. (laughs) (laughs) Laws should be passed based on the consensus, not on 51% of the people having the votes. That's that's, the president isn't elected by a 51% majority, right? It's like a 60 or 65%. You have to get so many electoral votes. Yeah. And it's not 50%. <laughs> it's more than that. To 70? Yeah. Out of, I don't remember how many. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Yeah. I, but I, th- I was pretty sure it was more than 50%. And honestly, if it's not, that should change too. Like, it, sh- it really should be a clear choice. And sure. yeah, things will go slower. Things will take longer, but... It'll be done better. It will. Because when you look at it, it's going to be like, okay, well, this doesn't help everyone. It helps 51% of the people. But again... Then how do we... uh, But yeah, I think you're on... I think you're right in that. Because you don't want to help 51%. You want to help more than 51%. Absolutely. Because if you're helping 51% at the... uh, Not not the cost, but... To the uh, detriment. Thank you. To the detriment of forty nine percent, you're not doing good. You're you're causing almost you're causing equal harm to. And that honestly, the Hippocratic oath that they talk about should be made for every single person who serves in any political office. First, do no harm. harm at all. If you're doing harm, then you should be kicked out. If you're hurting people, you should be kicked out immediately because you. If you're doing harm, you don't fix it, I should say. Get out. You shouldn't be there. And honestly, that's how I feel right now about this presidency. He gets in and within a week shuts down a pipeline and gas prices double within a month. It's like, oh, I wonder why that happened. (laughs) That's weird. Global warming. Global warming. Global idiocy. Anyway. I thought it was the price of orange. Well, it's when it's when the prices of everything that I that we buy on a regular basis goes up 
20, 30, 30 40%. 40%. Yeah. And then the government comes out and says, inflation is at 5%. Why is it forty percent more to buy uh, a loaf of bread? Forty percent. Yeah. Sorry, Scott. You you well, were saying you're just as you're talking, yeah. TJ. It's like I just remember that all those who gain power fear to lose it. Yep. So it's that you know how do you not be afraid to lose it? And that that's honestly it. It's that you have to be able to walk away from it at all times, at any point. Just like you know what. I don't think I'm helping. I'm gonna step down. Yep. I don't. I don't think it's working. <laughs> and to walk away from it, and no one is. No one is willing to do that. To walk away from power. And I think that's the only reason why the church works. It's because you can't run for office. You can't run for bishop, or state president. No. Or regional authority or area authority or apostle or prophet. You you don't you can't run for those offices you're called. Yeah. And that's the only reason it works. There's not a power grab. No. There is no power. There's no <laughs> campaigning, really. there's no self aggrandizement, there is no <laughs> no self proclamation. You don't go you don't go to some you don't go to the state president and say, I think I'd make a good bishop. To so which you would say, Thank you for your time. <laughs> I, think it, Bye. I, think Bye. I think it's time for me to have your job. Yeah, I think it's time for me to be state president. Yeah. Yep. No. I'm glad you feel that way. Let me that profit. piece of paper out of your I gotta, <laughs> wallet. I gotta get started uh, pretty early. You know, it's funny, uh my uncle Will talked to me about when he was called to be uh, or no, when he was being interviewed to be a state president. Um, it will? Yeah. He was on a short list. Oh, okay. To be a state president. And uh, he walked in and he felt very strongly, you know, the Holy Ghost said, you're going to be the state president. Hmm. And he wasn't. <laughs> When he reevaluated it, he looked back and he said, okay, what, what was going on there? Why was I so far off? And upon self-reflection, he realized that it was telling him that he was worthy to be. Hmm. Hmm. It wasn't you're going to be. It was that you, you can be. You could be if called. You could be you if called. could be if called. Yeah. I think and that's he wasn't called. And now he's a patriarch. Yeah. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're not calling you for 10 years. We're calling you for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, right? Can you imagine <laughs> so that? Genius. That, uh, that's awesome. But isn't that an incredible thing to be... Uh, and and I, I think that's one of the wonderful things about this, about about the church, is that you, you, you don't campaign, and there are multiple people who could fill the position. And yep. you, can, you can know that you're that you're worthy or that you could be called. And having that knowledge takes away all of the bitterness. You don't mm -hmm. have to you don't have no. to be offended that you were over that you were quote unquote overlooked. No, he because just Because you're you're not. <laughs> no. And he, he was just confused because he's yeah, like, oh, yeah. what happened here? <laughs> well, I, I, I thought I was pretty good at you know I I whoa no one was something thoughts. wrong with me? It's like no. It just wasn't time for you to be it. <laughs> Yeah. It was one of the most interesting things, because quite often we hear about patriarchs, well, at least I, growing up, I heard about patriarchs who would do these 
um, who would do various things to prepare mm-hmm. for giving giving a blessing. They would, you know, and you know, I, I felt like I heard some extremes like they don't drive all day Saturday. They stay oh. home. They fast. They oh, do all of these big build up. Like fast for a week things. exactly. There's a lot of Moses things. So I, I asked him. I asked Uncle Bill. I said, Hey, you know what? Uh, what do you do to prepare? And he said, Well, I, I don't really do anything. I just kind of try to stay close to the Spirit, and I just do what I always do. <laughs> and that blew my mind. That you know this this incredibly important and essential part of people's lives that mm-hmm. people receive direction on for for years throughout their lives that is so important and inspirational. Yeah. Just always being ready at any given yeah. time to give a blessing. And that changed my understanding of obedience and and uh, how we live our lives. That it's not, it, it really isn't about, you know, these, these grand battles, these great, big, epic moments aren't necessarily where our lives are, uh, are determined. Mm-hmm. You know, it... Um, it's in the little things. It, it is. It's in the little things. It, 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 to bring it back a little bit about Dune and stuff, it's that he knew how to put on the still suits because he was reading about it. Mm-hmm. He was researching it. He learned about it. He didn't suddenly was he wasn't suddenly thrown into it and just knew it because he innately knew it necessarily. It's exactly. because he had done the research. He was doing what he was supposed to. He's like, oh, we're going to go to Arrakis. I should know how to live. He wasn't relying on the servants and everything to do his work for him. He wasn't relying on other people to be able to prepare him. He was self-sufficient. And no, that's that's a good point. So last thing we'll talk about uh, for the day, uh, I think, is uh, what what about kids watching Dune? What do you think? I let I let Ben watch it because I had looked up beforehand. About language. No F words. Yay! My goodness, for crying out loud, it's thrown into everything so willy-nilly nowadays. You mean you can have a good movie without an F word? You can. Uh. I have wholeheartedly believed that. <laughs> Galaxy Quest, fantastic movie. No F words. <laughs> sort of. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's always my favorite go-to, because then you have to have an asterisk. <laughs> Swear anyway. words and asterisks. Funny yeah. words. Anyway, um, but so I let Ben watch it. Um, I when I read about like sex and nudity, it said there is a there's kissing, and then there's a man who we understand to be naked, but you don't see anything. And so I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. And then we watched it, and I saw the the big guy sitting down in the steam room. I'm like, oh, is that it? No, that's not it. <laughs> nope. No, it's it's Yeah. Which He's is like his birthday why? suit. Like that wasn't necessary. I mean, you could have just it's not. That's yeah, not. That wasn't. Um, but that was I was far of humiliation though. It it is though. Not and that was it. Was to be, to be laid bare in front of your adversary, and we didn't need to see anything. Which I appreciated. Yeah. To to understand what was going on. Right. It, I appreciated they didn't like show them. They didn't show guards carrying him in so that you see his rear end. I appreciated that. Yep, no butts. Like, there, there was no butts. That was nice. They, they had him. I, I liked that they did a wide shot, so it was like, it's like, is he naked? okay, is he naked? 
Oh, oh yeah, he's oh, naked. Poor guy. Oh, oh, that's terrible. That's awful. <laughs> but then it's yeah. then it's covered up. Um, mm-hmm. And they didn't do they didn't do the Wonder Woman thing where they cover him up barely. Yes, he walks down the steps. No, he's viewed from the side. He's sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. You can tell he has no clothes on, but yeah. And for the most part, they keep it, you know, above his chest. They do. For the most of the time, there's a couple of wide shots from a distance. And uh, there was one opportunity they had to show a woman's bare back, which is a favorite thing that they love to do. Mm. And they didn't do it. I was terribly I was so happy. I was so (laughs) I was so grateful. I'm like, yeah, there's the naked guy, but no. Who cares? It's, it's fine. They didn't show a girl's naked back. That's enough for me. <laughs> that, yep. Uh, they had the opportunity and they passed it. They passed on it. And I was so grateful for it. Um, uh, the violence, there was some blood shown occasionally. Mm-hmm. But it was surprising. It, but it was like on a knife. Yes, or on a knives hand, or, or a hand, hand from being. Um, and then right. all of the gore, the potential gore they had, they hid. Yes, they did. They there you, was a lot of throat slitting and you stuff. Very clearly, that was knew insinuated. That, uh, Dave Bautista mm-hmm. was chopping heads off. Yes, you yes. knew he was doing that, but but it was behind a flame. You couldn't see anything. Yeah, and I think that really helped because they spent a lot of money on special effects, and we had talked about this. Yeah, they spent a lot of money on special effects. To add the gore and the blood and the decapitations and everything. And they didn't have to spend any money on that. Nope. In this entire movie. And yet we still know what's happening. We still know exactly what's happening. And they're able to spend that money on those huge epic shots. Well, don't you want the to see the head? Epic thing. No, no. I no. want to see the worm. I want to see the sandworm. <laughs> I want to show them the sandworm. Staring so. at Paul Atreides and believe that it's actually there. I, I want yes. them to That's see a, uh, someone surfing on the back of a worm. So, yeah, we're going to cut yeah, that, no, this, uh, yes, that gore out. Yep. Perfect. Love it. I want to see the ships yeah. blowing mm-hmm. up in exquisite detail. Oh, that was awesome. I want to see the shields activating on people as they're fighting in a big battle. I want to see all this stuff. And it was fantastic. They did a great job. It was. And, yep. So uh, I let Ben watch it. And I think as many <coughs> other kids grow up, I think it'll be fine for them to watch it as well. I think 13. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it 13, is rated PG-13. Uh, so 13 yeah, seems I, like an adequate age. Well, yeah. Yeah. 13-ish. Yeah. Yep. And um, honestly, it's on the. I think it's on the lower end. I would agree. Mm-hmm. My oh, kids are still too little. They don't even like live action things. So oh, yeah. I would they still like them. cartoons. <laughs> I'm like, let's watch this. Like, uh, I, I, when boring. I show Can Disney Plus, I go to the animated oh, category yeah. because they won't watch anything else. I can just go to kids. Although, <laughs> they do like <laughs> Pocus fun. Pocus. Pocus Pocus They'll call it Pocus Pocus. Can Pocus watch Pocus Pocus. Huh. Yeah. I don't know why they like that one. It's all right. It's okay. All right. You know, yes. most most of the time it's <laughs> I mean, animation, so I wouldn't show it to him anyway. The kids die in that movie. I guess it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Proby goes from NCIS. Over their head. Yeah. Yeah. I think it goes over their head. Uh, a little bit. So little, they're just like I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, the violence is 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 a little. Little much. It yeah. It it is violent. Um, there's there's no question about that. But I but think it's, it's tactful. Gore, it's, it's not gory. Right. Yeah, and that's that's a big thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, like the Dark Knight. 
No gore. But mm. plenty Still of violent. Like, yes. Joker was scary, violent, and yes. he didn't even. <laughs> like, what, what did he do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what I did mean, he do? Gamble. <laughs> he he's got that knife in Gamble's mouth. Yep. And it's like, well, yeah, he's dead, but we didn't have to see that. Nope. Didn't have Cuts to see away and you're done. No blood. So they, again, it's about that budget. It's like you can spend the money on the blood and guts and scrimp everywhere else, or you can go this big epic thing and and find ways to hide, hide, it, up, hide it. How do we awesome. show that, uh, you know, this person is killed? Without showing it. Yep. That actually, I would say, is more of a challenge. And even the gas deaths didn't seem horrible. No. Right. Like, they just, oh, oh, eyes roll up and they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. There was no grotesque disfigurement or no. or uh, twitching bodies kind of thing. It was, it was actually yeah, pretty no, good. Yeah, it was, it was, I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll close on that since we're about raising nerds. I thought we'd bring it back to what are we Thank do? you. <laughs> uh, I'd like to apologize to our... Uh, Patron Gorkaresh, we were not able to get to the Falcon Winter Soldier thing again. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, He's an awesome guy, though. Next time. (laughs) Next time. We'll get you. All right. So um, until next time, uh, go see Dune. (laughs) Yeah. Go see Dune. Uh, Definitely support the show because it was was epic. It was. (laughs) All right. And we'll uh, see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Finding the button. <laughs> <Here we go. laughs>